Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wyo Lee, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where we share our most intimate details in an effort to practice talking about sex and improve sex lives everywhere. And I'm so very excited to introduce to you my guest today is Adam. Welcome. Uh, thank you. Would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself so we can get an idea of who we're talking to? For example, what's your age or generation, orientation, identity, profession, and your background as it pertains to sex? Sure. Uh, I am 38 years old. I, uh, well, my, my friends know me as a, a 38-year-old gay male, but I've been toying with and kind of exploring my own gender identity mm-hmm. lately. So I kind of identify now as a 38-year-old pansexual, non-binary, possibly trans individual. <laughs> so I'm, I'm still exploring all that. But What pronouns um, are you currently using? Uh, they, them. Okay, great. Currently, I mean, I still like when I see people, he, him, mm-hmm. you know, it, and I don't get offended because I haven't really done anything. So, great. Well, I yeah. like to practice too because I like to know if I'm talking about you. And right. also, just I think it's good to practice. Yeah, no, no. I, and I appreciate that. My sexual history is long and varied. I started uh, having sex or engaging in sexual activity at a young age, probably in like 12, 13 range. What kind of Uh, behavior were those early engagements? Masturbation, experimenting, just touching, exploring, you know, like show me yours, I'll show you mine type things. Uh, I remember my friends and I had like, you either wrestled or you played truth or dare. Oh, yeah. Because it was like the the non-gay way of, you know, having contact and then totally. it would always lead to something and, and by something I mean like maybe dry humping yeah. you know things like like that nothing penetrative or anything where were these occurring where were these experiences occurring sleepovers um mostly uh one <laughs> anybody who grew up with American Pie one time at orchestra camp yeah um, I had music camp yeah right um <laughs> what instrument did you play I played the viola. Okay. I was cello. So, yeah, yeah. C strings. Yes. <laughs> I love the cello. I should have played the cello. I wish I'd stuck with it. I wish I'd played the viola sometimes because it would have been easier to carry up and down that mountain when I was at music camp. That's true. Yes. <laughs> Strap that thing to your back. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. Um, yeah. Uh, orchestra camp was probably the riskiest mm-hmm. behavior just because it was in the lobby of our cabin. And so really anybody could have walked in at any time. I mean, we were so stupid, you know, just, but it was like two o'clock in the morning, everybody was asleep and we played truth or dare. There were three of us. So it was. And what part of the country was that in? Just so we can get an idea of regions. Sorry. I just thundered. My dogs just went crazy. My, my cat's been uh, meowing all day. Um, the South in Georgia. Okay. I, I grew up in an area that wasn't, like I was heavily bullied as a kid because of my perceived sexuality because I didn't come out until my 20s. Yeah. Um, even though I experimented and things up to then. Um, but I don't remember growing up in, in an oppressed, feeling oppressed in the area. You know, you say the South and it has a whole connotation to it. But yeah. I, I um, my family's from Texas. I'm from Georgia. Um, and I, but I've never, I've, I have a very supportive family. So I never felt... Uh, you know, like I couldn't come out or anything like that. Yeah. Well, that's nice. Yeah. And did you get a sex talk growing up or what was your parents' attitude towards sex? 
they tried to talk to me about sex. My mom, I remember um, I tried to come out to my mom at a young age mm-hmm. and I had this chalkboard thing on my wall and I, re- and I couldn't get the words out. I've always had trouble, oddly enough, getting words out. Um, cause, so I wrote it on the board. I said, I'm gay. Mm-hmm. And my mom saw it and she said, oh, okay, well, so have you put another penis in your mouth? And that, that was the, like, like well, I was like, no. And she goes, well, how do you know you're gay? And so from then, I kind of, I was like, oh, I guess since I haven't done that, I'm not gay. Oh, interesting. So it was more on a physical. Wait, how old were you? I I want to say I was like 13 or 14. Like I, <laughs> right. It was. I didn't have any penises in my mouth till I was older. <laughs> right. So it was, I remember I was young. Um, and I, so I just always, I was like, well, I guess I'm not gay because I haven't done that so it took me a while to kind of realize that oh it's more of an emotional it doesn't have to be a physical yeah act um but yeah my parents uh talked about you know don't don't waste your life for three minutes of pleasure um mm. things like that so you know if you're dating dating girls don't get them pregnant got it was the message my sex education in school was more fear-based mm-hmm. so it was all if you're if you do this you're going to contract this disease here are pictures of those diseases this is <laughs> what's going to happen. And it actually, I think still sticks with me today. I think there's still, you know, elements of, Oh, if I do that, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm I'm trying to destigmatize it for myself as well. Same, same, same. Um, so those early explorations, what they were sort of almost unconscious, one might say, how did they progress? How did your sexuality progress as you got older? Hmm. Um, as you know, I, I, mean, I was trying to think how they started with my friends. I think it was just more it felt good, mm-hmm. you know, to, to touch each other and rub rub on each other and things. And I remember the first time I was able to ejaculate, mm-hmm. like being embarrassed because I didn't really know what that was. And so if I was with, I remember being at a sleepover at a friend's house at a party, and there was a friend of mine who we used to fool around all the time, and we, you know, did. Uh, we we were rubbing on each other and to the point of, you know, ejaculation. And I remember wanting to stop. I was like, oh, I don't know if I should because I don't want to, you know, reveal that because I don't know what that is. Yeah. Um, and then as like as I got older, the axe got a little bolder. So, I, you know, another friend taught me how to do blowjobs. <gasps> Can um, you tell us details of that? Yeah, it's amazing that you had a person tell you because I watched videos and then like tried to figure it out. Well, we I think we got the idea from watching porn. Uh-huh. So we would watch porn together and yeah. it would be more like um, like he would start to masturbate. And then I was like, oh, I guess I can join, too. And then it was more like, hey, I could really use a hand. Mm. No pun intended. Now that I think about it. And um, so we would start, you know, mutually masturbating each other. And then. Um, he would say, Hey, you know, do you, the first time it, it, it happened, do you want to, you know, can I put it in your mouth? And so I tried it, um, didn't hate it, didn't quite like it, Yeah. but I always remember the feeling of when he was able to, to come, yeah. the feeling of it like pulsating Yeah. on my, like in my mouth. Yeah. Like I, I, it's weird. Like that I can still to this day, even though we were kids that I can remember that. Did you start exploring more with boys as you continued to grow up? You said you were not out in high school, correct? Yeah, I dated 
dated girls all through school. Okay. I never actually dated a boy until um, until college. Okay. I fooled around with boys, but I, I dated. So I had girlfriends. I had one in particular who we dated for like seven years. Oh, wow. People thought we were going to get married. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we even thought we would get married. Yeah. You know, it was. Um, she was the first girl that I that I actually had sex with. Okay. Um, so we, we did, her and I actually did a lot sexually. Yeah. So I, I, I learned a lot about women, uh, through her. Yeah. Um, so Can you yeah. tell us a little bit about what it felt like, because it sounds like some part of you or like maybe all of you, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, knew that you liked men, but you were also dating a woman. So what did that feel like inside or kind of what were some of your thoughts and feelings as you were also getting physical? I felt like I was leading a double life. Mm. So the being at home, it was more, I, I have these, I'm attracted. I'm obviously attracted to guys. You know, I would linger in the locker rooms to, to look longer and, mm-hmm. and things. Um, I was too nervous to date. I had other friends who came out before me and I remember thinking like, Oh, that's so cool. And, you know, I wish I could do that. Yeah. Um, but I just kind of chalked it up to, well, this is just something that we do for fun. So, uh, you know, but I, I like women, so I, I'm not uh, grossed out by women. I can have sex with them. And, and so I, um, so clearly I'm not gay. Cause at the time I didn't really know any, it was, you were either gay or you weren't. Bisexuality was a stepping stone to being gay. I think that's still a common, right. like, thought process for many people if they hear particularly for men I feel like it's much more acceptable for women to be sexually fluid but if someone hears that a man is bisexual they're like oh he's just gay and he doesn't right. want to say it and I think that's I don't think that's right but <laughs> right no, for some I, I people agree. you know it's not right. accurate um how what was your progression like or so that was a seven-year relationship yeah what, mm-hmm. ha- what happened next how did it what happened so we were on and off it was like seven years total, but we were on and off. So in between, you know, I would fool around with somebody, then I'd get scared and we'd get back together. Mm-hmm. And then when I moved um, uh, to go to college, we still dated uh, when we'd break up. Then I started to think about dating guys, mm-hmm. but I still didn't want to come out. Um, so all through college, I tried dating and I tried meeting people, still wouldn't come out. And it wasn't until I moved to Los Angeles um, that I decided to come out. And when I, I went home on a trip and I said, I've got to tell my parents now, because if I don't, like, I don't want to, I don't want to curb my pronouns. I don't want to keep, you know, saying, Oh yeah, I'm dating and just yeah, not white to kind of talk around the person I'm, yeah. I'm seeing. So it was a, I just always felt like I was leading a double life. Mm-hmm. And ironically, that's how I feel now doing, you know, exploring the whole gender thing. Yeah. That makes total so it's sense like it's come. It's, Come yeah, full circle. it's like another, it's like another level of your spiral of your life spiral right. level up. Could you speak a little bit to why you didn't want to come out initially? And so what some of the thought processes and feelings there were? Sure. Um, so growing up, I was heavily bullied. I had one bully in particular who just tormented me, beat me up. Um, everyone had, who were in that group, I even had friends who abandoned me and joined them. And it was all about my sexuality. So I internalized that and said, well, if I come out, they win. And it wasn't until later in life that I said, wait, by not coming out, they're winning. So I, 
I looked at it as, you know, well, I can't admit this because if I admit this, then it's, yeah. I'm giving credence to what they're yeah. saying. And I never felt like my parents would, it was never about my parents. I didn't want to disappoint them because I felt like I wasn't giving them the life they wanted for me. So there was a lot of more internalized than anything. And when yeah. I did finally come out, my mom, <laughs> she said that she um, she would see like a rainbow flag and go, oh, does that mean that they're gay friendly? I just want to speak the lingo when I see your friends. And I was like, are you going to run at them with like a rainbow flag? Like, what are you going to do? And then my dad just said that he just wants me to be happy. So That's wonderful. Right. Aww. So it was... So it was never them, because yeah. I, get, I get asked that a lot when I talk about coming out, like, well, yeah. were you afraid? I was like, no, I was never afraid about the family. It was more, I guess, society, whatever, yeah. other people. Because I, I was born in the 80s, grew up in the 90s. Everything was about HIV, yeah. AIDS. Yeah. Um, even my mom asked once about, you know, later on about it, like, are you being safe and things yeah. like that. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's so lovely to hear that because I think a lot of people do have the experience of, oh, I can't come out because my family, blah, blah, blah. And I think sometimes those more internal things are almost harder to put a finger on. So I think speaking to them is, thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. Um, Okay. So wait, how old were you when you came out exactly? It's like 22, 23. Okay. It was early 20s. Okay. Um, the other part that prevented me from coming out earlier is I was sexually assaulted in college. Oh. And so I, I didn't, I, I didn't want to admit what had happened cause then that meant that I was gay. And so I ran back to, uh, dating, uh, this girl that I knew cause it was safe. Yep. There wasn't. And so it was, um, and I tried to talk about it when it happened, but I was told repeatedly, well, men can't do this to other men and this, um, really? The worst that can happen is maybe sexual battery, but it's not actually rape. And so it was at, at every yeah, at every turn, I was just kind of like, well, then I guess I, you know, why would I want to put myself through this? And so I just kind of shuttered it up and Whoa. didn't talk about it. So that was. Did you eventually talk about it? How did you process I, it or take care of yourself? Uh, I actually made a short film about it. Um, and. That helped. Um, my, I actually had a therapist who I, I didn't go to therapy because when I tried to go to therapy, he said for, right off the bat, well, you're not going to cry, are you? What? I know. So I was like, well, okay. So I went to a priest. It's like the beginning of a bad joke. It is. I went to a, I went to a priest, a therapist, <laughs> and, a, and a teacher, and none of them, like they all just kind of wrote it off. So um so I just kind of, I talked to friends. Actually, my friends really helped me um, through it. And then eventually, I, you know, I, for my thesis project, I made a, a short film and um, that helped. And and so now I want to find ways to, you know, help people. And I'm doing, I'm uh, going into counseling now to be a mental health counselor. And my oh. hope is to help destigmatize uh, sex and sexuality and yes. gender and just kind of be like, we're all human. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes. Um, All the cheers. What the, <laughs> what sort of counseling are you studying? Like are- um, right now, well, I, I want to do LGBT. I want to do counseling with LGBT members, but I'm uh, I'm really interested in narrative therapy. Mm-hmm. But I, I I I've tried it. It's far more difficult than I thought it would be. Yeah. Uh, and I think more an inter- and more of an integrative approach with little pepperings of different styles. Yeah throughout because every person is different and so one style might not work for I think that's so smart yeah 
I definitely have, I have a friend who is super into narrative therapy and there are parts of it where I'm like, no, this is frustrating to me. Like, let's talk. Like, cause I, I'm, right. I'm super into analysis style, just, just talking and talking and getting mm-hmm. it out there. And if someone tries to tell me what to do, I'm like, that's not helpful because I, I would have already thought, you know, like, so I'm not into like cognitive behavioral. Okay. I'm nerding out about therapy. Yeah, no, no, um, I'm the same one. <laughs> so how was it then beginning to date in Los Angeles after coming out at around age 22, particularly with this piece of a history of sexual assault or at least one instance of sexual assault? It, um, well, Los Angeles, first of all, was a whole culture shock from my little world in Savannah yeah. um, because the the gay club in Savannah, I think there were two at the time, um, they played like Britney Spears and you saw their music videos. You go into a gay club in West Hollywood and it's like hardcore gay porn is playing <laughs> in some places. And it, it was real. I was like, um, so when I... I feel like I'm jumping. I apologize. No, no, I, jumping is fine. <laughs> we, I, I will pick up all the threads. Also, I had no idea there was gay porn playing. Like, I've been to West Hollywood, but I don't, like, go out. So I've just never seen it. And I'm like, oh, and now part of me is like, I want to go watch it. Maybe maybe I just went to the seedier part. I don't know. But it was, I, I joined a, a gay church when I was in, um, when I first went. Because I was like, well, I don't know anybody. I want to try to meet people. Yeah. Um, my mom was like, well, try to join a church. And um, I was like, well, I don't. Where are I? Oh, there's a gay church. I'll go there. Yeah. So they went to brunch out because, you know, the gays. Of course we went to brunch. Um, <laughs> and they took me to a um, gay bar and they had gay porn playing. Uh, I want to say it was at, the Eagle. At I brunch time? E- yeah. So it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, well, no, I'm sorry. No, we went to brunch and then it was late afternoon. Oh, we, okay. oh well, late and, afternoon porn. Right. Totally yeah, normal. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> and I remember kind of looking and they were like, are you OK? And I was like. Yeah, I mean, I don't care that it's showing. I'm a, it's a, I find it a little odd that I'm here with my church people. And I mean, there was there was a lot of different threads. The porn itself, I, I didn't care about. Like, yeah. that was, yeah, whatever. I mean, I kind of looked at it and went, really? All right. So, <laughs> um, and so as I started to date, I found my, I, I started to see a trend where I wouldn't sleep over at somebody's. Like, if I did have sex with them, um, I was very careful about what sex acts we performed. I, um, uh, I still, I, I dated some women early on in LA and then eased into dating men mm-hmm. and, um, would leave like right after, wouldn't stay over. Mm. Um, why, or I'd find why was that? I think it was a safe thing. Like I just didn't feel like I couldn't sleep. I felt like I didn't like somebody put their arms around me. Like I just yeah. didn't, didn't like that. Um, and so I, I think I, I just, just I try to like keep people at arm's distance as much as possible, but then, you know, get off when possible and then, you know, do things that maybe fill that void. And it wasn't until my last few years in L.A. that I really started to um, to more seriously date and be able to sleep over. So, you know, so it took it took a few years to, to even feel more comfortable. And I think even today I have problems with um, certain intimacy like I don't like people hugging me and, and things yeah. like that. So I think there's a, it's a little residual stuff I probably should work mm-hmm. on, but mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then did you have any, um, awesome or terrible stories from that time when you were kind of out on the town exploring? Like, what is it like? Just tell us, what is it like? What's a slice of life from a 
20 something gay man. Um, I was, well, going to, I, I was never a bar person. So anytime I would go to a bar, it would just be so crowded and we didn't really know what to do. I wasn't yeah. really a drinker. I didn't want to get same. drunk. Um, I did. So this, the same church had a party for a birthday party for somebody and they had a stripper come in. Clearly we were following the Bible and everything. <laughs> it was, you know, to a T. um, right. And I remember suddenly everybody disappeared to the back of the church and they were like fondling this stripper and like groping him. <laughs> and like the, like the next day, like the, the, the head guy, I don't, he wasn't a priest. I don't remember what his title was, but, um, kind of had to like talk to everybody like, you know, it's fine. We do these, we rent the space out and everything, but that's not, you know, actually strip people and grope them yeah. in the back. It, that was a really weird, like sort of, Oh, this is a thing that happens. Yeah. Um, and consent is another thing I was gonna that say, was the stripper into it. I think so. He was okay, definitely okay, like, okay. yeah, but I learned going into gay bars and clubs that there seems to the veil of consent seems to be lifted oh. where it's like we're all there in this safe place and so anything goes interesting and i wish people would talk about i wish the world would talk about sex like the lgbtq community talks about sex yeah me too and i wish the world would talk about consent the way the kink community talks about me consent. too that's literally the main reason this podcast exists is because when i was with my master i thought the explicit communication and all the layers of consent and the constant checking in was so relaxing. Mm -hmm. And then I could just enjoy my body and have a good time and not have to like be on guard and like wondering if I'm going to get attacked or whatever all the time. Right. And with, I've noticed, and this isn't every place, but I've noticed in a lot, in a lot of gay clubs and, and bars that because we're all there, we're kind of all there for the same reason. People grope each other and mm -hmm. kiss each other. And, but there isn't a, there isn't consent. I mean, I've yeah. seen people, you know, kind of, you know, I don't want to say assaulted, but definitely like hands down the pants, like, Hey, let's go to the bathroom and yeah. do something. And yeah. so it's, um, and I, one thing I like about what the kink community does is I went to a kink, um, sorry, a, uh, consent conference a few months ago here in, in my hometown. And yeah. they talked about, they don't consent. They don't negotiate up. So if you negotiate before the scene, you start to do it and you go, oh, I want more. And you go, you know what? Let's save that for next time. Yeah. But because the dopamine levels in your brain are yeah. firing like you're on drugs, yeah. that we don't want to, um, uh, we don't want you to regret anything afterwards yes. when you come down. Oh, that's so smart. That's so smart. And, and so I think there's more of that. Just these open, that's one thing I love about this podcast is more open communication like we should enjoy it we should enjoy ourselves and our bodies and each other and um absolutely you know, it's a whole there, so. are you do you identify as kinky are you an explorer of kink of the kink community yourself no only because i don't uh, i've been married for five years mm -hmm. and we have we have very different philosophies on sex okay Ooh, can and you, yeah yeah um he is more kink aware and kink um, but doesn't like people, so he does a lot of things online. Okay. Um, I like being now. I've I've gotten more comfortable where I like being with people, yeah. and I, I my belief is more. I think two people can have sex and they can have that physical connection, get off with each other, explore each other, but it doesn't have to necessarily mean something beyond hey let's let's have fun. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so we've been, we've opened our relationship up, but we do it in stages. So we talk about like, so if I go out and try something, I'll come back and we'll talk about it. Yeah. Like, so if I get like, so, okay, you can go out and get a hand job. Okay. Well, I'm going to go try that. Come back. How was that? And then he'll process and go, okay, I don't feel bad about that. Okay. Well, maybe you can go out and get a blow job. Okay. So we're working our way up to, why don't you go fuck somebody? Yeah. You know? Um, so, and at every step of the way, it's, you know, we talk about the, the process. So he's, he's even said, um, you know, I used to think that sex was about love and it can be, you know, certainly. And I think that's a whole different level of intimacy, Yes. but it can also just be a kind of a mechanism to get off. Yeah, absolutely. Um, How important is some level of human connection for you when you're selecting a partner? Oh, it's, it's important. Like I, I can't just, um, meet somebody and say, and just have sex with them. Like there, I I want some level of, you know, conversation, um, connection, you know, you don't have to be my best friend, but I want to, you know, do we get along? Do we have the same interests? Is it, um, do we have same sexual interests? Yeah. You know, so, um, I'm a fan of the app of kind of the app culture. You, okay, like can I, you tell me about that? Because I am getting ready to dive in. I was on Hinge for one week, and now I'm like, every day I'm like, today's the day I'm going to do it, and it's not yet. Um, so can you share with me, especially if you have anything positive to say, like what you like about it? Sure. Uh, they. So there's a lot of weird stuff that happens on apps, because uh, um, especially in the, in the gay world, like everybody wants everybody wants to get off, everybody wants to connect. And so it's a, for me, it's about like, I'm very honest on my profile, probably too honest. Like I've, it's really long. I talk about being sex positive. I love talking about that. I think I would do sex. that too. <laughs> and I, um, you know, I, I, I don't want to, if you're an asshole, please go away. Like, yeah. I, you know, if you're, um, if you're going to discriminate, like, you know, no, no fems, no Asians, no, you know, whatever, yeah. you know, I don't, you know, if you're a person, just talk to me, let's talk, let's connect. Um, and I've actually had a lot of response from that where people are like, wow, it's so great to see somebody who's not just like, send me a dick pic. Yeah. And then I get a lot of that too. So people will just send me pictures and things. And I usually just ignore it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the ones I just want to instantly connect, I'm just like, oh, you know, sorry, not my scene. Yeah. Good luck to you. Yeah, you know? totally. But, um, but I've met some great people. We, we still talk. Like there's some people I've talked to probably over a year that we, okay. um, we just talk. And some of them I met and some of them I haven't. And, and it's about that, you know, feeling comfortable. And the more we can talk, the more comfortable I feel. Mm. So, so what are your a few. favorite apps? Um, Growler. Okay. When it's a bear, um, uh, more of a bear centric cause I'm, I need to lose a little weight. So I have a little more of a bear dad bod. I would say um, only if you want to, do you need to? True. Well, I, I do want to. I just, I'm too lazy and I haven't started. <laughs> so, um, so I feel comfortable on that, uh, cause it's a little more open and, um, accepting of that body style. Mm-hmm. Scruff is another, mm. um, and I actually have the same content in both because yeah. my, the thing I hate about the apps is having to type all of the, yes. Your, yes. you know, choose your name and your interest and everyone's slightly different. Yeah. I tried fields yeah, and um, I haven't had a lot of luck with that. So I, I don't know that I, I also did. I was, I, yeah. I actually was on that last year with my master for a month or two. And 
first of all, I think being on it in a couple in our weird circumstance was not helpful. And also the app itself was very glitchy when I was trying to use yeah. it. So it was like, I don't know. And I didn't pay for it. So I don't remember. You can't see people or something. Yeah, but, you can't. Yeah, I don't think you can chat. I tried the free seven day yeah. thing and I chatted with a few people, but it just it just wasn't it wasn't working right. Yeah. So I yeah. got rid of it. Yeah. Um, I'd like to, to find more poly or bi or um, I'd like to explore that world more. Right now I'm just in the gay side mm -hmm. of the app mm -hmm. world. Um, Would you like to share a little bit about your first, your internal explorations and kind of what's led you to the current, I guess, threshold that you're at? Oh, uh, sure. So, well, the whole, the gender thing, I think I've um, questioned since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. I just, I didn't, I grew up with Rocky Horror Picture Show. And so my, one of my favorite movies. It's, yeah, fantastic. it's fantastic. Tim Curry is amazing in it, but yeah. my, my exposure was transsexual, mm -hmm. the transsexual Transylvania, uh, uh -huh. from Transylvania. Yeah. And I, I didn't know anything about transgender or yeah. that there were other options. And so I, you saw men cross-dressing. Turns out most men who cross-dress are straight, mm -hmm. um, just from that sense. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of put it to the side and said, well, I guess I'm gay. I like women's clothing at times and things. So I guess there's a femme side of me. So I pushed it to the side. And now as I'm exploring it, I remember as a kid, I would think, you know, when I, I wish I would go to sleep and not wake up and be reborn a girl, or I wish I would just wake up as a girl. Um, so I, I completely blocked that out until like two months ago and then didn't really think anything of it. And then I met my husband who is trans, mm -hmm. um, now identifies as just human. Mm -hmm. So he's a uh, uh, female to male, okay. uh, transgender. Um, How does he feel about being called a husband? Oh, he's fine with it. Okay. Because when I when we met, it was um, he was on male hormones. It was um, you know identifying as male. Okay. Um, it actually well, I will say the term husband was weird, and just in the sense of going from this is my partner or my yeah. boyfriend or fiance to husband just sounded so. Uh, traditional. That's that's exactly so, how I feel. I'm like husband sounds so old fashioned. Right. It's, and it now it's just kind of a to make other people comfortable. This is how. Yeah. You know, yeah. my husband. So you know who. Um. So yeah. So I, I now he's just like call me whatever. He's grown his hair out. He stopped hormones. Uh, he's very happy with where he's at. That's great. Physically, so he doesn't. You know, he actually felt like he was pushed into hormones. Oh by uh, the, you know, medical therapeutic side of things. Wow. So, so he's like, I never really wanted to do it, but so. That's wild. Yeah. Which tells me as a future counselor to, you know, maybe keep that in mind. Like not everyone has to yeah. do yeah. hormones to transition. Not everyone has to have sex reassignment surgery. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So he, so he was mine kind of first introduction to the trans world. I think I met some others through just being in LA, mm -hmm. but didn't really talk to anybody. So when we met on OkCupid, mm -hmm. so we met online. Yeah. Um, and OkCupid was matching me up with people who just weren't connecting. And so I did my own search and we, we met. He actually lost a bet with a friend and so had to respond. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of a miracle we even actually got say, together. Thank God. Right. Um, <laughs> And it turns out we were at the same Christmas party like three years earlier and Whoa. didn't know it. Yeah. So there was all these different type points of almost connecting 
wow. throughout. Yeah. So, and then we connected. And, um, so just being around him and learning about that experience, I think also unlocked like, oh, wait a minute. I remember, you know, maybe I'm not as I, learning that there's a spectrum. Mm-hmm. And so maybe I'm somewhere in the middle or even on a, another side of that spectrum. Yeah. I wish I learned it earlier than 38, but you know, yeah. it's, we learn yeah. it when we learn it. That's true. And so, okay. So how, so it sounds like you've been dating outside of your marriage a little bit through apps mostly. Yeah. So okay. mostly just talking. I've met a few people. Um, oddly enough, he's more okay. There's a sex club here in my town. It's a, it's a bathhouse really. It's, it's called, it's a men's spa is what they say, but okay. it's a bathhouse. Let's call a spade a spade. Okay. Um, oh, wait, but so, a bathhouse is a bathhouse, but it's a sex club. It's a sex club. Great. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it's like the bathhouses in New York that used to be where you know you would go in and you wear nothing but a towel and you can walk through. And um, I'm actually, I, I want to do some sort of research study or write a piece on it because it's, the culture of it I think is fascinating because you go in and you can't just walk in, you have to pay at the door and it's behind bulletproof glass and the Whoa. door is locked. And so you go through, um, into this locker room and then you're in the club and you can, there's like a whole maze of, of rooms that you can go in and play if you want. Really? And so walk, walking around, it's all nonverbal. Like some people talk, but it's really about like, if somebody touches you, they're interested and you can just kind of push their hand away and keep going. No one takes offense. Does, are there, um, are there rules written out somewhere? Does anyone give no, you the rundown or you just, uh, Oh my, my God. friend, my friend took me for the first time uh-huh. and um, I didn't really know where we were going. He just kind of took me. And um, so I'm trying to ask questions and he's like, no, sh- you don't, you know, it's like, you don't talk about it while you're here. You just kind of explore it. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, right. I, like, because, because specifically for me, I'm like, ah, liberation and speech. And lately right. I've had a couple experiences where people are like, maybe less explicit talking. And I'm like, <laughs> but that's my new treasure. Like, what do you mean? That's my, that's my best tool. Like I'm doing right. better at life. Interesting. How, so, okay. Yeah. Tell me everything. What was it like? What, what was there? What, how did you feel? So, well, the first time I was really nervous and more so I was actually like, is this legal? Are yeah. we, yeah. you know, am I going to walk out? And he's like, no, no, it's fine. It's, there's like a city ordinance that because the walls are really high and it's, it's an all male club and you buy a membership to, oh. you know, to get in. It's, um, but I guess technically it's not legal, but it's everyone look, I don't know. It's weird. Okay. Um, so L- loophole legal. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there are plenty of people in the upper echelons who also frequent that spot. Yeah. Yeah. So you, there are two ways that you can go in. You either buy a locker or rent a locker and that you, and they're ridiculously long times, really cheap. So if you go like on certain days, it's like eight bucks. <laughs> I know it's, um, so, and you can go for like four or six hours, something that's like that. Like the most like, affordable thing in New York. Like, I know, right. that's like, it's like some, they, they have juices that are more expensive. Like, uh, right. Um, and if you buy the six month membership, then you only pay for the locker or the room and not the membership. Every time you go in, you just flash your card and wow. hand them eight bucks and, you know, so they give you a towel. You can do a long towel or a short towel. <laughs> I always do the long towel because I don't know. I like the long towel. Okay. Um, so you can either do the locker or you can rent a room. 
Okay. I've gotten to where when I go, I've only gone a few times. Mm-hmm. I rent the room so that I have a private place to disappear to yeah. if I want to get away. Yeah, I like that. Um, of course, if you have a room, you can bring somebody back with That's you. That's what and, I was going to ask you know, next. Right. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, so the lockers are off to the side. You drop all your stuff off and you leave the locker room and you don't go back and really until you leave or you need to get something from your locker. Mm-hmm. If you have the room, you can leave your door open and if you're at least how I understood it, if you're face down and naked, you want to get fucked. If you're face up, jerking off, you want somebody to come in and maybe give you a blowjob or a handjob. You can bring somebody with you, leave the door open, and have other people watch. Or you just leave everything in and close the door and lock it and wander around the the facility. That's kind of amazing. Do you... If someone... Is there any... What are the no's like? Like, what if somebody comes in and you're like, but not you? Do you express right. that? Or what's the yeah, culture Yeah, you just kind of that? like, um, some people will just turn away. Uh-huh. Um, or maybe just put their hand up. You know, it's, I, I kind of learned that, like, the people who are face down, they don't really care who comes in. Yeah, yeah. And that's the part that, like, there's something about the anonymity of it that I find really intriguing and also a turn on. But there's yeah. also something insanely... Uh, frightening about it yeah. because you don't know who the person is. Yeah. You don't know if they're using protection because yeah. if you're not monitoring it. Oh you know. yeah. That's, that's so. a situation where I would love to have someone curating that experience for me. Like yeah. when I was with my ex master, I just dreamed of him like running a gangbang for me, which mm-hmm. I don't, I think ultimately he didn't actually want to do that, but it was like something we fantasy talked about a lot. And so I would like love to have, particularly if it was, a, it was my dom, I would love to have my dom being in charge of like choosing partners and making it happen. And yeah, that's what I'm right. Thinking. Yeah. But yeah, that's, have you ever been face down or face up yourself? No, I don't. I'm not. The, the most I've ever done there is um, a blowjob and a handjob, but not, never in the room uh-huh. that I had. Like, okay. That was like my safe space. It's your so decompression I, like, zone. Got it. Right. Yeah. Or, you know, if, or if I see somebody I'm really turned on, I can go back there and, you know, yeah. jerk off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so when you leave the rooms, there's an outdoor area that has like, um, so if it's at night, it's this maze area that's just pitch black with some, maybe some heaters if it's cold. Mm. Um and porn playing. Wow. With benches. So you can sit on the benches and jerk off while you watch. Maybe somebody comes over and plays with you. There's a sex swing. And then there's booths that are that have glory holes in them. So you can oh lock. There's two that have doors that you can lock. And there's two that have curtains. And so you can look in if, you, if it's the curtain. And then there's a room that's like a U with a... It almost looks like a massage table in the center. That if it's at night, you can't see anything. So the only way through there is to feel your way through and people oh will be bent gosh. over the bench waiting to get fucked oh my gosh. or people will be on their knees waiting to give a blowjob or you can stand in the corner and hope nobody at least for me i was like if i stand in the corner and kind of make out shapes like because your eyes adjust yeah i uh maybe somebody won't approach me but i can at least watch and enjoy the yes. show and you keep going out and there are sh- showers a hot tub and a pool um I don't know the rules. I've kind of heard that you're not supposed to really play in the pool. Yeah, or the, it feels like um, uh, iffy in terms of fluids. Right. And so I've never actually seen people. I've seen people like, you know, touch each other and things and then they get out and go yeah, yeah. elsewhere. Um, 
But I like, whenever I go, I like to relax and go to the hot tub at the pool and then maybe walk around and just kind of take in the scene and then, you know, go to my room or something. Um, and then inside there's a shower, you know, where you can clean up some bathrooms, a wet spa and a dry, a wet sauna and a dry sauna. Mm. Um, so a lot of things happen. The, uh, the wet sauna is also really dark, oh. but it, it's full of steam. Yeah. So you know, it's very... that was, I had a really weird experience in there where that? I was, I was kind of standing against the wall watching. Uh-huh. Um, I was more of a, I guess a voyeur in that yeah. sense where I was like, I just like, this is fascinating. I yeah. want to like, this guy came up to me and got really close to me and like looked me up and down. Like he was like, um, like checking me out. And then he just ran away. And in my head, I was going, what was he looking for? Like, was he theoretically, we're all here for the same thing. Uh So did he like, did I turn him off and he just wanted to leave or was he looking for somebody in particular? And that's wild. In the same room, a guy came and wanted to fuck me. And so he came over and just put a condom on and he tried to bend me over. And I said, you know, I just said no. And I walked away and I felt guilty because he wasted his condom. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, hopefully somebody, you find somebody else. <laughs> You're like, I have this boner so, with a condom on it. I need to use it now. I know. It's because, you know. Oh, but, wow. How is that environment in terms of our trans people welcome or is it how strict are they on maleness you know, my uh, i know people ask about it my understanding is that if they present as male mm-hmm. they're they're fine okay. Um, okay because you can walk around with a towel on you can walk around naked so if they like specifically ones who maybe have had top surgery yeah they can walk around a towel no one would be there. i'm sure there have been um you know, trans people there. And I, I think I've seen some who wear shirts as well, but they yeah. have more masculine look. Yeah. If you present, even if you, so if you present female or you're a cross-dresser or maybe male to female uh-huh. and you show up present, presenting as female, I don't think they'll let you in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Does this exist for females? Because I, I want to go to one. Yeah, they should. It would they, be, I feel I'm, like the culture would be very different. And I feel like, if you invited all genders, it would also be very different. I mean, all gender sex clubs, the little I know of them are very different. There is one. I think there's an all gender sex club in town as well. I've, I've, I don't, but it's in a part of town where I, I think, uh, or the County is stricter on what can be done. So it's a little more secretive. Got it. And it was always, kind of scare me because I'm like, uh, you yeah, know, no. knowing my, like, I'm going to show up and there's going to be a raid. That's always what happens to me. I'm the one that right. like gets the problem. And I'm, so I just don't, yeah. I'm not, I'm not particularly risky in that way, but I love the idea of the bathhouse setting like that. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I love hot tubs. I love pools. I love water. I love to be, I take baths as often as possible. Like I won't shower oh, for so days I. and then I'll take a bath. Yeah. <laughs> I love, I, we have a, we have a pool and I like, why wear clothes if you have a private exactly. pool? And it, exactly. You know, can yeah. I have friends over to swim and, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah, I'm the same way. It's, I, there's something freeing about it. And also it being naked around other people, even if I wasn't playing with anybody, it, there was something freeing and it's liberating and um, body positivity. Yeah. Like I wasn't worried about what people think. And then I even did nude yoga. <gasps> Not there, at some other place. How but it was, was it for you? It, oh, I loved it. It was fantastic because I, I didn't, I wasn't constantly tugging at clothes yeah. and I just, it was, you know, 
it was fun. It's amazing. It wasn't Love sexual. It's it just yeah. How close yeah. were you to the other people? And the yoga or yeah, the in the yoga. Because I feel like the one thing, because I hosted a nude yoga at my place, which, you know, we fit like eight or nine people, but we had to be pretty close. And so we were conscious of choosing poses that weren't, you know, so we wouldn't have like vaginas in each other's faces. Right. <laughs> well, I went to two. So one, um, there was a pretty small room. So I want to say maybe a foot apart. Okay. That's pretty maybe, close. So yeah. pretty close. They did also a, a tantric um session which so you partnered up and helped each other so you were touching but it wasn't mm-hmm. even though it was called tantric it, there wasn't really it's, anything sexual it's the it was energy more, of yeah. it all of yeah yeah so i would love to hear oh these are so many good stories already but i would love to hear some specific sexual details about your likes and dislikes sure. so what like what turns your body on the most i love sensual massages mm. like i am uh just I like being touched and um, just laying down. I can just zone out and just have somebody just lightly touch me or even slowly need me and then just get get into everything. Yeah. It just there's something kind of sexy about that. Yeah. Um, my I don't know if it's a kink or not, but my um, I love to have a guy come on me. Yeah. Like that's it just, you know, it. I kind of don't care where. I okay, just, that was my next question. Do you right. have a favorite place or a least favorite place? I do. My, okay. my, my, uh, my ass and back. Yeah. My, even though I'm not a bottom, there's something really like, it's it's like the closest I can get to being, um, what's the word? Because I'm not like, I won't do bareback sex, especially if I don't know you. Like it's, yeah. but it's like the closest to that sort of like, ooh, it's taboo and yeah. kind of, kind of dangerous but not really because i'm not um uh, i'm mostly a top okay i I would love to try bottoming again i haven't bottomed in a long time and it's probably because of being assaulted Mm. um so i haven't and then being married uh, we don't we don't do that often because i don't really like um being topped by a uh, a toy Uh what don't you like about it I find that it hurts a little more. It's not as flexible and not as, um, I guess, malleable as a, yeah. you know, as a real penis. So it, um, but that could also be maybe I'm just nervous about the yeah. experience and I'm not as, yeah. I don't know. So. I feel that. I have an irrational fear of pinching if there's a strap on involved, like both for mm. myself and the partner, because I'm like, what if your skin gets pinched? Like, what if the straps right. pinch it? And it's like, and sometimes my brain will like loop on stuff like that. And then I just like, can't think of anything else. Um, but there's also something really like the, the, the couple times we've done it with a strap on, there was also something just really sexy about being the bottom and seeing that and having, you know, that's that dynamic. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I'm thinking about it. Maybe we should try it again. I mean, <laughs> I think it's so I think right. it's so fun and I only discovered butt stuff for myself in a like in an orga- an asgasmic way, you know, mm-hmm. when I started seeing my master a couple of years ago. And yeah, I have no idea what my cuz we had a rule that my asshole was his and I like I'd had butt sex before but not um like not a good it was just like me trying and I was like okay I'll try it again well I don't know this is okay I'll try it again but like very like resilient so that's the part of me that I was like oh I guess I always was like you know 
Like they say when you're little, if you like the smell of coffee but don't like the taste, you're just a belated coffee drinker. That was true mm-hmm. for me, both with coffee, and I think the same was true for butt sex. So um, anyway. We have, well, yeah. we have a similar rule with um, uh, with uh, uh, vagina oh, penetration. Really? So we've never, we've never done that um, since he's female to male. Uh-huh. We've never done that because, you know, he's dealing with his own yeah. body yeah, issues yeah, yeah. and things. Um, we're now getting to the point where we talk about it. Oh. and stuff and so our, our rule is um i get to do it first yeah before you know yeah. but if you ever wanted to with other people wow. after that you know, so how does that feel and how did that transition come about like talking about it obviously it's something he brought up very well no um actually yes very slowly um so the first few years it's been more like i know that this is an issue so i'm not going to push it like it's not it's never been a really please like i really want yeah. you know yeah um and then one day he, he said, you know, I think I might want to try that someday. And it's like, oh, let's talk about that. Because I also said I wouldn't feel comfortable doing it until we really processed it yeah. and maybe even talked to a counselor about it. And Smart. just kind of um, because I don't want to inadvertently trigger you with something. And, you know, so, you know, let's take, you know, let's talk about it. Let's take it slow. And, and then maybe one day we can try it. Yeah, so absolutely. What I, what I would love to happen, like my fantasy is. I'm fucking him yeah. in that way, and somebody's fucking me. Yes, that's oh I would. Gosh. I don't think it will ever. That'll ever happen because he's not. Again, doesn't like people. Oh <laughs> so right. So I don't. I know. But maybe that, that's my little fantasy in my head. You never know. Maybe you'll. That's maybe, true. It could maybe never, you'll meet never, never. That, or there'll be a magical circumstance, or sometimes who who knows. Well, and and we're just now starting to talk. Maybe Polly. Okay. So if we could, you know, maybe have a third yeah. in our, you know, to, um, you know, just little things like help around the house, help with the dogs, totally. occasion, occasionally, you know, have sex with and then, you know, make dinner together. <laughs> so yeah, totally. I have, I am actually in a very similar position where I have all these like polyamorous open relationship kind of like compound constellation dreams. And I'm like, that might not be the right personality fit for me um, in terms of feelings and will I like the partner's partners right. and how much time do I actually have and you know how important where do relationships fall in my life priority like if I'm honest work is first which is kind of why I've like put myself in this weird position of like fucking married dudes for the last few years right <laughs> so, you know so I finally been like all right, all right time to I knew I was gonna have to look at it eventually like now I'm 30 now I'm like okay let's Let's go to the next phase, whatever that is. <laughs> it's terrifying. Um, but I and I would love to. See, I, I've lived in this world for so long. I don't know how to meet others, in maybe the poly or um, open, yeah. pansexual. Um, I would love to have an experience with a woman again. Yeah. I just I've, it's been so long. But I've I, been talking to people about that, and the best advice that I hear from people is literally going to poly meetups and munches. And I'm hmm. not sure why it's, it's called a munch. a munch. I don't know. It's it's a meetup, I think. Oh, like uh, a meetup lunch? I should Google that. Yeah, maybe. Maybe hmm. that's what it is. Let me just Google that because I feel like <laughs> I should know that. Because munch can have a whole other connotation. Totally. I did have a very bad um, experience uh, going down on my girlfriend in high school. Oh. That turned me off of vaginas for a really long time. Tell us about it, please. <laughs> so we were fooling around on in my living room at home in my parents house and we had all the lights off so it was dark like it wasn't completely dark but it was you know dark enough you couldn't really see yeah 
And so I'm going down on her, you know, which I enjoy doing. Yeah. And I'm like, something just isn't quite right. And so I was like, so I excused myself and I went to the bathroom and I realized she's on her period. Oh my and gosh. That's, yeah. Not shaming, yeah, but yeah. it was definitely a like, oh, what do I do? And she got really embarrassed and ended up leaving. Yeah. We had a, we, later on, we ended up laughing about it, but um, I couldn't bring myself to go down on anybody for a long time yeah. just because it was just such a. That's a big surprise. Yeah, it was definitely like, how do you. How, how do you not know? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, I've so, actually, I, so. I've heard versions of that stories. And I do remember in high school, a friend of mine had that happen to her and she was mortified that she didn't realize that she was on her period. And, right. and I'm a person that, again, I'm 30. I've been having periods for a while and sometimes they still sneak up on me because I'm terrible right. at keeping track. And like, sometimes you just feel wetness and sometimes it's your period. And I don't know. And I know that now at the time I, yeah, I was more like, totally. And as a teenager, like what's that's like the young, you said you were a teenager, right? Am I making yeah. that up? Yeah. 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 I was, I think it was 16. Yeah. yeah was, so that's yeah. like the most, yeah. and to be unprepared for it in general. And it's only even in the last couple of years that I've had, that I've allowed adult males to say, no, yes, I want to go down on you. I don't care that you're on your period. And I was like, what really? Yeah. And they, they, I know, Two two men in my life have not given a shit, and they seem to enjoy themselves. So I said, "Good for you." And I don't I don't know that I am like dying to go down on a woman on her period, but I but now because of them, I'm like, well, I would try it, but I would want to be prepared. I would not want yeah. that to be a surprise. Yeah, I don't I don't know that I could ever do that. I don't like, know that yeah, I, could, I, I mean, I, yeah, yeah, it's a you know, I think that's. You're not required to like everything. True. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk fantasies. What are some fantasies that you'd like to explore right now? Like, what's on your horizon? Uh, well, the the threesome definitely. I would love to do um, uh, an orgy. I think that would just be fun to get a whole just yeah. different people of different shapes and makeup and um, gender and just you know. Do you think you would want to organize it yourself and like be in charge of curating the group or would you just want to like show up to to someone else's orgy? No, I think I'd want to show up like if I, especially if I knew the person, I don't, I don't really want to take the leadership role. And I think that just sounds logistically, that sounds like a nightmare and um, not like it would take the fun out of Mm -hmm. the night. Well, Um, I feel like I'm split in between because Part of me is like, I definitely don't want to be in charge. Like, especially when it comes to sex, my submissive side is like, please don't make me choose. And I just, just, please just fuck me however you want. And I will use my safe word, I promise, you know. Um, And the other part of me is like, okay, but I want to make sure there are people that I like. I want to make sure that we have a similar mentality. And so I think, again, my best case scenario is like, you know, finding someone who will curate the experience for me and... And then maybe like doing a trade where I curate an experience for them. But again, this is all very hypothetical in my life right now. <laughs> right. Well, so if, and that's yes, in that situation, if I had like if it was a group of people that I knew that we were doing that, then maybe and we took turns. I think that would be different. If it yeah. was more of a like I have friends who host a um, uh, jerk off party oh. with with guys. You have to register, and it's very exclusive because they don't want it to get out. Um, and so they host it at their house, and so it's. Um, it's also a way to make money because they can charge like yeah. five bucks to get in and um, Wait, I've never gone. What's it but, like? Do they tell you what it's like? Like how does it work? 
you show up, the doors close at a certain time. So if you're not there, you're not there. And yeah. then everybody takes off their clothes and you bring your favorite lube and maybe a little towel and they'll have some there and you just go at it and you can go, you know, it, it goes from like eight to midnight, I think, and right to 10. It, it, there's a set end time. Once it's done, it's done. And so you can, you can leave whenever, oh my um, gosh. you can come as many times as you want. So it's, that's, yeah. Do you know, like, are people, like, looking at each other? Do they tell you, like, do they tell you any of those details? Is there a target in the middle of the floor that everybody aims for? Because that No, I think cool. they, uh, the people couple up, and okay. that would be cool. That would be fun. That'd be so um, cool. I, Maybe I should host that. <laughs> no, they, uh, <laughs> they couple up or triple up or some just stand off to the side. My understanding is the space is kind of small, too. So okay. whereas if you go to the, 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 the club, the sex club, you have all the space that you can walk around and and do things where here it's more like they have like a set like living room area that this is where it's going to happen they uh, they also say only uh, hand jobs and touching like no oral no anal nice. if you want to do that you can you know exchange numbers whatever you do outside of here yeah. that's fine but not not here Got and it. i think there's and then i think they have kind of an exclusive sort of people that once it's done you can stay and then we can do more yeah 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 things together so nice so I we've we've talked jokingly talked about maybe trying something here since we have a pool oh, that could be yeah. fun, but that also requires us to be comfortable with people coming over, and we yeah. have three annoying dogs, and that becomes a logistical nightmare too. That's true. That's true. So. Any kinks or anything like that that you want to explore? Um, I wouldn't mind trying breath play with somebody I trust. Um, I do like if somebody's like just like a oh. hand on, on the throat. Same thing, like nothing like hardcore, like yeah. I'm not. Um, I like light spanking, okay. so I wouldn't mind trying maybe taking that up a notch. Yeah. Um, but honestly, when it comes to the king community, I'm, I'm so, I'm such a noob uh -huh. at it that like, I feel like I don't know enough about it to say what I would enjoy. I yeah. was listening to one of your podcasts that I found intriguing. I was like, oh, that might be. And it was, um, I can't remember who, who it was. I was stuck at the Dallas airport, so I listened to a bunch of podcasts. Yeah. Um, Somebody was talking about knife play. Oh, yeah. Um, just not like, not bloodletting or anything, but just like the metal. Because yep. I do, I, I every time I get my hair cut or um, uh, like the, the vibrations of like the clippers, like I, I have this thing, like I would love to feel that like just all over my body. Ooh. I think there's something like just, yeah. I don't know. But now like, I don't know, just something about the clippers. Um, so I wondered what it would feel like to have like just like the metal just that cold metal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I don't know if you're into pokey things, but you might enjoy the Warburton wheel, which is the like little metal spiky thing. I have one. Oh, you do. We haven't played with it, but I do have one somewhere. Oh. <laughs> it's somewhere in this room. Yeah. <laughs> so. Cool. So, yeah. Let's see. What have I not asked you about yet? Um, I think sometimes I think back to my time as a kid going, you know, I wish I had wasn't as scared of sex and had explored a little more. And in high school, like in, even through college, I realized I could have had a lot more sex yeah. than I than I did. Yeah. I was, uh, there was um, one of my friends actually, actually had a friend who introduced me to penetrative sex, mm -hmm. uh, which I didn't we didn't talk about. He was the first gay guy that. Um, we didn't date, but he was kind of my introduction into being gay. Yeah. And so we were in my room, we were naked, 
and he asked if I wanted to, to fuck him. And I was like, sure, I'll try. And so he gave me a condom and he, he sat on top of me. And so I, so I fucked him. And it was a good experience, except um, I remember he wasn't clean. Um. So, but you know, we were like, we were in high school. So anyway. Um, but clean, just to clarify, you mean like shower clean? No, he was shower clean. He just, oh, okay. when I, when I pulled out, there was definitely, <laughs> there was stuff on me. Got it, got it. So got it. It, it was, but that, that took a little bit like, that yeah. That also I, does happen. <laughs> which I totally get now. At the time I was like, it kind of oh, killed yeah. the mood. So, oh, that, was, I, that was what I was most afraid of at the right. very beginning. I was like, <gasps> what happened? Yeah. yeah. So I, I would have let him fuck me had that not happened because mm. I was just like, oh, I can't now. Cause, yeah. um, and then I remember years later, we all went to Disney World and some friends and I so he and I stayed in a room and my other friend stayed in a room and he really wanted to have sex and I was just for some reason wasn't about it didn't I was either scared about it I don't know but I remember him standing next to my bed naked like just touch it just hold it and like and looking back I was like oh I really wish we had yeah. <laughs> fooled around it was and right there <laughs> there was so <laughs> oh were there ever any like crazy locations or like a night of adventure that's worth mentioning or, or things that like other stories like that, that were almost or too muches or whatever. Yeah. The, the wild, I think the wildest places I've ever had sex was, um, <laughs> my girlfriend and I had, this wasn't wild place, but my girlfriend and I had sex in my bedroom one afternoon, my parents were at work and I mean, we were going at it like moaning. Like it was like, you would thought we were filming a porn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> How much of that was actual pleasure and how much of it was just like, this is what we're supposed to do. <laughs> um, and so we finish and I walk from my bedroom to the bathroom, which is just down the hall, still naked, Yeah. you know, clean up and everything. And I realized my parents um, had hired uh, like uh, maids for the day to clean and they were downstairs cleaning. And I saw one of them walk past the oh, stairs and I, and I was like, God. oh, crap. So. They never said anything. We never said anything. I'm sure they've seen worse, but I remember being terrified they were going to tell my parents. And oh, my God. That's crazy. So that was, um, uh, I had a friend once when we were kids in the experimental stage. We used to go to this, like, pool. My, my dad was a member of a, not a country club, but, like, one of those you buy property and oh, yeah. you go to, like, the pool and everything. Yeah. So we would go and we would shower together we would turn one shower on lock the door and then go to the other one and shower together and so we would fool around in there until we both you know had our pleasurable That's feeling fantastic wait how old were you then i'm 13 14 amazing i mean um because i remember like we turned the one shower on like really hot and so when we got out it was just like steam Steve. was ever and i was like people must be in here going like what the fuck who's in there so <laughs> Uh, and, then, and we would come out. My dad would go like, "What took you guys so long?" And so I was like, "Oh, nothing. Just there's a line." <laughs> um, do you? Here's a question that's my new favorite. Do you have sex dreams? I do. What are I, they I, like? Um, it depends. Sometimes they're really vivid, mm -hmm. and um, I wake up really turned on. I want to have sex, and mm -hmm. of course, my husband's like, "No, like, let's. Go. I want breakfast." <laughs> and then I'm like, "Ah, oh, damn it." <laughs> and then other times, um, like, I can't quite make out who the person is. I just know that, like, I wake up turned on and, and aroused and, like, 
I know that I dreamt something, so it varies. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you, I wish they were come in a sex dream and then I haven't. Okay. Okay. Cause I'm no. always just like, am I, I came twice in two different sex dreams and I was like, um, what's my body doing in real right. life? Like what's happening? I wish I could. Yeah. I haven't. Yeah. Um, I don't even remember as a kid having wet dreams. Mm. I'm sure I did, but I don't remember. I don't ever remember that experience. Yeah. Maybe I was experimenting enough that it never happened. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, turn-ons and turn-offs. Like just what, like your hottest ticket items. Uh, turn-ons. Okay, we got erotic massage. We yeah. got that one. Um, I I like watching people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think there's just something really hot about um, just seeing two people please each other. Yeah. Um, not really into watching somebody masturbate. Like okay. that, that just seems, that seems a little weird to me. Like, I feel like I should be joining you, but oh, really? if, I'm, if it's two people, it's. What about when people are coming on your back? Is it like when they pull out or do you, I guess you're not watching if you're face down, huh? I think yeah. I love when people masturbate on me. <laughs> you know, that, that part I like, that, <laughs> oh, Okay, I, but it, um, it's so like, I guess if, um, if we're fooling around and they're, they do it on me, then that's different. But if I'm like sitting across the room watching somebody not participating, oh, that just seems, that seems like. And I don't really know what I'm doing here. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I feel you. Turn offs. Really, it's more about personality. Like, I just, I don't like people who are just, like, asshole people who yeah. are, like, very judgy. And like, that's one thing about the, the club that I find fascinating is you're all, theoretically, we're all here for the same reason. But it's amazing watching what people accept and don't accept. And, I mean, I get that. You get turned on by different things. But... When it when there's the anonymity part of it, yeah. you would think that that veil would be lifted a little bit. So, yeah. um, I would say uh, water sports, scat, things like that are hard. Yeah. Hard no. Yeah. I might try water sports in a very limited way. Uh, but yeah. It's but it definitely isn't something I'm like I gotta do. Totally. So. I tried it and I was like, if I never do that again, I'm fine. Yeah. And also, if I have a partner that's like dying to do it, I'd be like special occasions yeah and also it's best different like we need to find a location for it because we're not doing yeah. it in the bedroom and no, no, like no, you no. know it's yeah maybe in the shower yeah if you Sh- want to try shower, it because sure. i can clean up right after yeah so oh my gosh we haven't talked about blowjobs have we oh i don't think so <gasps> let's talk about blowjobs will you okay. tell me yeah oh my god <laughs> yes because we oh yeah please tell me sure. okay tell me first how you like to receive blowjobs um, I like, I like it slow mm-hmm. and like, I don't know, I've had some bad blowjobs really? in my life where it's just like, if you don't know what to do with your teeth or you're like just sucking so hard that it hurts, yeah. like that's just so kind of slow with medium pressure and playing like maybe playing like licking all around, playing my balls, things like that. What kind of ball um, play do you like? Do you like Squeezes or scratches or touches like or licks? Touches and some licking, okay. um, you know, and l- like light squeezing, okay. like nothing. Um, yeah, I, somebody like, I've had some people like squeeze really hard. I'm like, yeah, I'm not into that. Don't yeah, do that. Because yeah, yeah. um, if I'm giving a blowjob, um, I like to be on like down, like looking up. Like yeah. there's, it's not, 
I don't, I don't find it as much fun if they're on the bed and I'm I'm doing it. It's more okay. like that submissive sort of like you know control me while I'm I'm yeah. doing it. Um, uh, how do you feel about deep throating? I personally can't do it. Uh-huh. I've tried and it just like I think I would need more practice at it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, the there was one one person I was with who liked to lay on the edge of the bed with his head upside down. Uh huh. And that was amazing. Yeah. Like that's the best feeling I've uh, like. I was like, I'm gonna come like really quick if if we're not careful. So how does it? Wait. So you're standing up. You're standing I'm standing up. up. Is the bed so tall or do you have to squat? Uh, our my bed's short, so I have okay. to squat. Yeah. But um, if it's yeah, that's the other thing. Like sometimes depending on where you, where you're at, like yeah. if the bed's at the right height, then you can do certain things. Otherwise, it gets kind of awkward. Yeah. And if yeah. You, totally. Yeah, so it's it never like it is in the movies. I like know. It's, so. And I'm the most awkward. I'm like, oh, no, I'm over here now. What? Oh, I'm, right. Okay. <laughs> Where's my leg? Where yeah. Um, so, yes, that, I mean, it was, yeah, he could just, like, open his throat up. And Ugh. yeah. so it was, that was, that was an interesting experience and feeling. Yeah. So. What does it feel like to have balls? I've never asked anyone this question. What does it, like, when you're walking around in life, but also when you're hard, I mean, do they feel different right. when you get hard? Can you feel them, like, pulsing? Like, what do balls feel like? So normally nothing. I mean, it's not like they don't really get in the way. But if you sit down wrong or ah. you, it doesn't take much to hurt them, like okay. it's um, like really you could just flick. Like if you ever want to yeah. get somebody, just flick them and it'll like just hit the right spot. <laughs> they it would will fall never out. on purpose unless um, they were really mean. Right. But like when you're walking around, they're not you can't like feel them swinging. Sometimes like where I live, um, it just it's so hot and humid. And that's when it gets like. Yes. Yes. stick to your leg and yeah. depending on what you're wearing um like if i'm if i'm hard or i'm about to you know i'm about to come it you know they can tighten up to your yeah. body yeah so yeah, the only like if i'm wearing if my jeans are too tight or something sometimes i can notice especially if i sit down yeah. it'll, you know so. what are your manscaping preferences i like to go get waxed mm-hmm. personally ooh, ah, how does that do surprisingly ooh. doesn't it's not, it's not, if you go to the right person, it's not that bad. Wait, is there will, hair on your balls or is it different for different people? How does that uh, it might be different? There's, I have a little bit okay, of hair. Okay. Does um, that hurt? No, surprisingly okay. like doing the, I, I always thought the balls and the asshole would be the yeah. most painful, but it's really not. Yeah. Um, again, if you get the right person, yeah. it is, it is a weird experience because like you put your legs up. Yeah. And then they're and they're like, well, okay, so push them to one side. I'm gonna oh, do, and then so now push them to the other side. And it's like, well, I didn't know I had to participate, but okay. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, when I've because I've gotten full waxes before, and I've never had to never had to lift a finger. They just get right. in there. So, <laughs> but the, then, the lips really hurt. Like the inner lips for me really really hurt. And then I get ingrown hairs really easily, so I stopped waxing. But I really do like. I mean, I just love the sensation of smoothness personally. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. Yeah. It's. Uh, if I don't have the money to do it or time, sometimes I'll just, you know, get some clippers and clean up quickly. Um, if I know I'm going to go somewhere, like if I go to the club or something, I'll try to plan it days in advance because you don't want to do it the same day because it can, that can lead to problems. Totally. Totally. Because you're like, you're exposed and open and you know, your follicles are open. And so it's like brushing your teeth. You you don't want to, you don't want to brush your teeth. Um, right before, after giving a blowjob, you don't want to use harsh yes. mouthwash at the same time. Yes. That's important advice that has not been explicitly mentioned on this podcast. So I'm very glad you said that. 
Yeah. I used to do uh, HIV testing for um, one of the LGBT centers here. Mm. And that was one of the things we would talk about is, you know, when you when you give a blowjob, don't brush your teeth. Um, I, I can't remember the time, like an hour before and an hour after. Oh, a whole hour? It might, it might be 30 minutes, but wow. it's because it opens your gums up. And yeah. Yeah. Um, even harsh, like Listerine and things can cause your inf- inflammation that can open up. So, yeah. which is weird because if you go to like the sex club, they have Listerine or they have mouthwash oh. there. So <gasps> I feel like I those, would put a note like as a good right. citizen, I'd be like, FYI, guys. Well, I'm thinking that it, it might not that might not be as harsh because the health department does go and do testing there. Okay. okay. Um, regularly, so I would assume they would. I don't know, but like like that, but I don't know. Sometimes people don't catch those things just in those True. different spheres. I don't know. I would probably put. Maybe a note maybe I'll send a case. note to the to the, the health so. department just just to say like, hey. Is I think this, you should. It doesn't. Right. I mean, it oh, literally yeah. can't yeah. hurt. Like the worst thing that's going to happen is someone's going to have bad breath and then they can get gum from somebody or something. Right. Is there anything else from working at the clinic that is notable or just kind of I, general wisdom? Well, I enjoyed one thing I enjoyed about doing it is I got to have these types of conversations in a in a 15 to 20 minute mm-hmm. time span. So it was very quick. And so yeah. I got real comfortable with asking um, you know, how do you, do you know the, the, the methods of contraction, you know, the, the bodily fluids that can, can, you can contract HIV from and, um, how many partners do you have? And, um, people would get really nervous and it's like, Hey, there's no judgment here. They'd be like, I've yeah. had 30 in the last year. And it's like, fantastic. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's not yeah. whether it's none or, and then there, I'm also learning, I learned through that how much we need sex education. And yes. especially within the, the gay community, yes. just across, we're, we're just teaching it wrong. And yeah. abstinence only doesn't work. And nope. not talking about it doesn't work. And you know, people out there who come in and they, they, they think they can, well, I haven't had sex. I haven't had any sexual activity. Why are you getting tested? Well, because I kissed my partner. Oh. You know, so it's that it's just wow. so trying to educate the public. And yeah. So it's, um, and just destigmatizing it. It's, you know, it's, you know, if this comes back positive, it's not a death sentence. Don't, yes. you know, and we'll take it one day at a time and you can li- live a, a just as healthy a life as somebody who's even healthier of a life as somebody who's, um, negative. Totally. So. Yeah. All right. If you could go back in time and give younger you a piece of advice. Okay. We already did get from you that you would have said, don't be afraid and have more sex. Right. Or like there's opportunity for that if you want to. Do you have another piece of advice you would give your younger self? And at what age would you pick? What would you say? I would um, come out sooner mm-hmm. and say, don't be, don't be afraid to, to be your authentic self. Um, because it's not as scary as you, as you think it is. I think that's what I would tell myself. Amazing. Do you want to ask me a sex question? Uh, what's What's the most shocking thing you've heard from a guest sexually? Yeah. Or... The most shocking thing to me. Oh. oh, this is such a good question, though. I think the thing that is standing out most in my brain at this particular moment was from an episode with Allison where she talked about going over to the house of a famous person. And I 
in my brain, I'm like, that's not shocking that this man would just lay on the bed and expect this young, beautiful chick to come fuck him. But just the way the story unfolded, I think it's like what has stayed with me. Oh, but then mm. then I also think about uh, Brooke's episode where she talks about the train and getting to live out. Oh, that's not shocking. But like, that's like a standout moment where I'm just like, oh, I hope someday I have a train stranger fantasy like come to fruition in my mind or just anything i don't know i want to do i think i'm just constantly in awe of the types of experiences that other people allow themselves to open up to and so like that's what i find very inspiring and i think for me i have so much fear in my body around sex even Mm. though i like it so much and so i think yeah, just getting to talk to other people about their wants and desires and what they've done and what they want to do and just hearing the differences kind of helps me um, get a little less crinkly. <laughs> right. Yeah. I would love the train stranger experience. Yeah. I, think, I think there's something, like I said, the anonymity part of it yeah. is intriguing. It's just yeah. if I, I can't get past that sex education of, yes. you know, so yeah. um, I, I think that would that would be amazing. So hot. Just meet somebody and then yeah. I don't know who they are. Yeah. And I had another friend who tells a story about being on an airplane and giving a hand job to the guy next to her under an airplane blanket and they never spoke ever. And then they just got off the plane and like, how how did that even happen? Like, I don't, I don't, she was like, there was just this energy or something like that. And I was just like, how, yeah, how? I was gonna say, I do, I do find I, I get oddly aroused on airplanes. Like there's something about. I don't know, maybe just being around that many people that mm-hmm. I, I could totally see the. Um, I mean, it's maybe. like people contained spaces, the excitement of a new adventure, like feeling very outside of your realm is how I feel on planes. Like I love going to airports. Um, so I feel like I'm just like turned on in my, in my body in general. And I have so much. It's so funny because I have so much stuff around not being explicit now because I'm like, no, explicit is safe. Explicit is fun. Mm -hmm. Explicit brings me orgasms that I, you know, but I am intrigued by the other side of it. So I feel like there is, I don't know, wiggle room, I guess. Right. Yeah. When I think the explicit is great because the more we can, which I think is what you're doing with your podcast and um, I think sex classes everywhere should listen to this because it's just being being open and if you can have those conversations with your partner you know i find myself still afraid to like maybe ask for something or say me too say something and i'm like oh i really like if they're going to be weirded out by that then are we even compatible so it's like be open and say what you enjoy and try and if you don't enjoy it then you know and then they should have the same level of comfort of you know i didn't really enjoy that i would prefer not to yeah to do that again but you don't know until you ask. Exactly. And, and it I don't know, for me, it just, I think it really will just keep taking practice because I, sometimes I'm approached by people or the way they talk to me, it's like they think I'm, I'm not a sex expert. I just like to talk right. about it. And I'm curious I'm and I'm yeah. trying. <laughs> I'm hoping to eventually become a sex therapist yes. or uh, sex yes. counselor. So years down the road when I'm at that level, maybe. But yeah, right now I'm just in the, I like talking about it. Let's just, you know come swim in my pool and we'll just talk. I love it. (laughs) All right, folks, that's our show for this week. Thank you so much, Adam, for joining us. It's amazing to have you. Thank you so much. I I really enjoyed this. Thank you for your shares. I'm just beyond excited about 
I don't know. I just, the bathhouse is in my brain and I'm, I feel like that's going to be a fantasy in my head somehow now. <laughs> like thinking well, about gay men in bathhouses too. Just like, mm. well, hopefully there's a uh, women's only as well. Yeah. I think you're right. I think the culture would be completely different and I would, yeah. I would eat up that episode because I want to yeah. know what that's like. I got something to either explore or I have a new entrepreneurial venture. There you go. <laughs>